Are you ready for something new? How many of you are just really happy to put 2022 behind you and get going in a brand new year? Yeah. Well, the deal is, and Salvador was alluding to this, if, if, if you want something new to happen in 2022, then you've got to be willing to do something different and be something different than you were in the year behind us. If, if, you, if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you always got. Amen? And if nothing ever changes, then nothing ever changes. If we're honest, for some of us, our lives have been a little bit like uh, Groundhog Day, <laughs> if you've ever seen that movie, where every day is kind of the same, same old thing. And I, I want to challenge you in this series. I'm going to be talking about looking at life in, with a new lens in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, and I, I just want to challenge you to open your heart and open your mind to what it is that God wants to do new in and through you. Amen. Let's begin at the beginning. There is a guy in uh, Apocopa, Florida, named Jordan LaCourse. He's a 28-year-old. He was uh, driving down the street, and uh, he saw uh, three good-sized packages on the porch of a home and uh, decided, I think I want those packages. And so he backs his car uh, into the driveway, and it took him a couple of trips because the packages were big and they were, they were heavy, but the cameras have watched him clearly uh, going in there, picking the packages up and loading them in his car. Well, the people saw that on their camera and from wherever they were, called the police, actually had an identification on the car. The police stopped him, and uh, when he was arrested, and they, you know, they were asking him about, did you do this? And he said, yeah, I did this. He said, you know, I saw the packages there. He goes, and I felt like this is just meant to be. <laughs> when he was convicted, when he was arrested and charged and they took him to jail, <laughs> the police officer said he looked at the, the that, the, that, that uh, Jermaine looked at the police officer and said, I guess this was meant to be too. <laughs> Well, I read that story, I laughed, because it's honestly a philosophy that a lot of people have, that everything that happens is meant to be. Look at me. And that's not true. The reality is that God has gifted us with an incredible power that we call the ability to choose. When God created man and woman and he put them in the garden, the Bible says that he gave them dominion. He, he called us rulers on this earth. And he gave us this capacity to make choices that affect the outcomes of our lives. And that's what I want to talk about today. If you have your sermon outline out and you're one of those note takers and you want to track along with me, you can do that or you can doodle if you were up really late last night and, and you need to stay awake, you can just draw little pictures of me and put that on, on your outline, whatever you want to do. But, but I want to look at a passage of scripture today. The context of the scripture from Deuteronomy 30 is God is about to take uh, the people uh, into the promised land. And they've already just spent 40 years in the wilderness wandering around, uh, making all kinds of bad decisions. 
And over and over again, they, they just seem to get in the way of themselves. And here now, they're about to have this new place, a new land, a new opportunity. But God is trying to convince them again, if you don't do something new, then nothing new is ever going to happen. So here's what the Lord says to them. This is a powerful, powerful context of scripture. Here's what he says. Today, I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would do what, church? Choose life. Choose life. That ought to be your mantra for the year. Choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. Read the last sentence with me. This is the key to your life. Read it again. This is the key to your life. If I could only give you one gift today, it would be the gift to understand how much power you hold in your hands to choose. Amen? Amen. I want you to look with me. Um, I want to talk today about a new choice. Because here's what I want to tell you. I don't care what you're thinking about 2023. I don't care what resolutions you've made. I don't care what kind of thoughts you have or what goals you've set. This is much I can tell you. All of that is going to be dependent on how you choose. So choose life. Choose carefully. Choose wisely. Excuse me. Five facts about choices. You ready? Here we go. First one is this. They are a gift and a responsibility from God. The ability to choose is a gift from God. It is also a responsibility from God. Notice in that passage what he says. Today, I have given you. I have given you the ability to choose. I have given you this choice. God is giving you this new year. He is giving you the capacity and the power to choose. God has made you have dominion in your world to make choices. It's a gift. It's a responsibility. And part of our journey with God is asking the question, how would God have me choose? Amen. How would God have me choose? Secondly, and, and, and this is one that just gets past us. Our choices are more powerful than we realize. Our choices are more powerful than we realize. When we start talking about choices, sometimes we think that it really doesn't matter. And it does. How, how many of you, come on, it's just us. How, how many of you are like me, you're down the road of life a little bit, and you look back and you made some choices that were really stupid, that were worse than you ever imagined when you made them? Anybody? Yeah, look, hold those hands up high. Look around for a second, gang. You're in the midst of a lot of really dumb people today. <laughs> We do some really dumb stuff, and, and, but we, we, never, we don't realize how, you know, how the impact that this is going to have. I want you to catch again what the word of the Lord says. Today, I am giving you the choice between what? Life and death, blessings and curses. What's God saying? God's saying these choices I'm giving you are huge. Life is in them or death. Blessings are in them or curses. 
You have to choose wisely. I was reading a news article just a couple months ago, and I, just, I thought this is, you know, these are the kind of stuff we do. There was a, a Russian officer who uh, found an anti-tank weapon uh, laying in, in, in the Ukraine, and it was laying on the ground, and he decided this would be a great souvenir. So he loads it into his SUV and takes it back to his hometown, which is about 30 miles outside of Moscow. He pulls into his driveway. He had a friend with him in the drive. He pulls into the driveway. They get out of the car, and when they slammed the door shut, it rattled the weapon, and the weapon blew his SUV apart. Now, I don't know what part of this is a loaded weapon that can blow up a tank and you really shouldn't have it in your SUV loaded. It didn't sink in. But, but those are the kinds of things that it never dawned on him when he picked it up off the ground. He never stopped to think, I wonder what kind of damage this might do. Are you with me? Now look at me. I want you to hear my heart. Young, old, hear me. Your choices are more powerful than you think. And they are going to impact your life in more ways than you can ever begin to imagine. Let me give you a third one. Our choices determine our direction in life. Our choices determine our direction in life. You tell me where you want to go, and I can help you make the choices you need to make. The problem is we say we want to go there. That's where we want to go. We want to be there. And yet we make choices. And the choices are choices that are taking us this way and this way and this way. Or sometimes way back this way. Every, listen to this, every choice you make is a step in a direction. Did I say that again? Every choice you make is a step in a direction. It just, the only question is what direction is that? Don't ever forget that. Your, your choices determine your direction in life. Let me give you a fourth one. Our choices determine who we become. Our choices determine who we become. Hear my heart. You don't become the person that you imagine yourself to be because you wish you were that person. You let God give you an image of who you want to become, and then you make the choices that shape that image into reality. I, I love this. I saw this quote. I thought this was good. Throw it up on the screen for me, Josh. We make our choices, and then our choices make us. And that is the absolute truth. Can I give you one more? Our choices significantly impact others. Our choices significantly can significantly impact others. I love what when when the Lord was speaking to the people when he was talking about this, challenging them with these choices, he said, Oh, that you would choose life, listen to this, so that you and your descendants might live. Can I say that again? So that you and your descendants might live. You see, here's the reality. You may think choices only affect you, but they never do. Every single choice you make is a ripple that has an impact on the people around you, for, for good or for bad. 
And so when you make a choice, it's not just about you and who you're becoming or you and where you want to go or you and what you want to do. Your choice, believe it or not, it's going to have impact on the people around you. So you're doing it for them as well as for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, I want to give you, as we look at this brand new year, you got, this is a, I, I love, I love the new year. I love beginnings. I love this, you know, new page to write on and to write a new story. But when it comes to choices, can I just give you just a couple of thoughts to think about as you're going to write this new story about your choices? Let me just give you three. Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. First of all, I want you to do some self-reflection, and I want you to look back, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to identify your areas of choice self-sabotage. Identify your areas of choice self-sabotage. All right, look at me. Y'all know I love you, right? Some of us are our own worst enemies. We are the ones who are getting in the way of ourselves. Again, come on, let's, let's, just, let's just fully admit our, uh, our, our dumbness. <laughs> Can we do that together? How many of you would be honest enough to admit you've not only made bad choices, you've made some of the same bad choices repeatedly before? Sometimes it's not a spirituality test. Sometimes it's an IQ test, huh? <laughs> I was reading, throw that picture up on the screen for me, Josh. Uh, this, is a, this is a doctor from England, from Southampton, England. And uh, he got called into court because he was using a blue handicap parking tag. And people noticed that he, he wasn't really handicapped. And so he got turned into the police. Well, the police started doing investigating. And he said, I've got a, I've got a legitimate tag here. And uh, the police started doing some checking, and they thought, well, you know, why do you have this tag? And, and then and he was, he was kind of, you know, him hauling around, well, I did, blah, 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 blah. And they finally realized he's just lying. And they said, where did you get it? And he said, well, actually, it's my aunt's tag, and I just use it and all of that. Well, they kept pushing on him. He finally, what he admitted was, actually, my mother died eight years ago, and it was her tag, and I just tore the date off and have been using it ever since. Now, he got called into court. He, 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 he admitted to the court, yes, I did this, and this was a dumb thing to do, and I knew before I ever came here today I shouldn't have done this, and he had to pay a fine and blah, 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 blah. Three months later, he was back in court because on the day he was in court, he parked in a handicapped spot using that same tag that he was brought charges to. Everybody say, that's dumb. <laughs> and and I, when I read that story, I just laughed because I thought, you know, I said, God, that's, that's how we are sometimes. Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Sometimes we, we not only make bad choices, we make bad choices over and over, the same bad choice. Now, here's, what I, here's where I really want you to just get honest with yourself because we need, we, if we're going to make mistakes, can we just agree in 2023, we need to make some new ones. Amen. I, I love what the passage of Scripture says in Proverbs 14.8. Can you read that out loud with me? The wise man looks ahead. The fool attempts to fool himself and won't face 
facts. Now, I gave you just a couple of questions that I, I really think you need to ask. And, and this is designed just to give you some thought to chew on this week as you start this new year. Here's the first one. What are the areas where I choose poorly? What are the areas that I choose poorly? Most of us, if we really did some self-reflection, would, would identify that there are some places in our life where we just seem to consistently make bad choices. Uh, let me give you a couple of them. One of them is, for some of us, is about relationships. We, we choose the wrong relationships. Come on, how many of you have ever done that before? Yeah. How many of you have done that more than once? Yeah. Yeah, and this is where we need to do a little bit of a forensic to go, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm just choosing the wrong kind of people. Maybe there's something about me that I need to change. It's so funny to me how we'll choose the same people and keep blaming the other people. You know, we are the common denominator in this line of stupidity. So maybe at some point we need to go, maybe it's me. Yeah, I love this. I saw a picture. For those of you who this is your issue, this is perfect. Throw that picture up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard when I saw this picture. Here's a guy. Oh, I'm in love with Anna. Oh, Anna's my everything. Oh, we're past Anna now. Oh, you know, I love Rosalie. I'm going to get Rosalie tattooed, tattooed on my arm. Yeah, well, we're out done with her. I love Jessica. I'm going to, oh, Jessica. Oh, Tina. Oh, Laura. Laura's going to go too. <laughs> But for some of us, this, that is a perfect picture of our journey. And, and you just need to identify. For some of us, it's relationships. Come on, stay with me. For some of us, it's money. We make bad choices with money. You know, for some of us, it's, it, it's other issues. But, but whatever it is, sit with God and ask God this question. This is that, that Psalm 139. Search me, O Lord. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thought. See if there's any stupid thing in me. And lead me of your way of everlasting. Amen. <laughs> Secondly, when are the times I choose poorly? This can be real helpful. When are the times? Is, is it when I'm around certain people? Is it when I'm by myself? Is it when I stay up too late? Um, is it when, you know, when, when I, you know, if, if you're one of those who are looking at the new year and, and part of your goal for this year is to get healthier and you want to drop a few pounds and you want to be healthier and you choose a buffet, that's probably not a good choice. Yeah, I go, I had a friend of mine who needed to lose weight and he said, you know, when I go to buffets, I make bad choices. Well, duh. <laughs> bad choices, you know, buffets are designed for you to make bad choices. You know, that's, that, that's what happens. But when are the times? And here's the, here's the question. How can I protect myself from repeating those poor choices? How can I protect myself? Now, I don't have the answer to that because it really depends on what kind of poor choices you're making and when those are happening. But I dare, I double dog dare you to sit with that question and ask yourself how you're going to do that differently in 2023. If you want something new, you got to get rid of the old. Amen? Amen. Secondly, and I know this one hurts, and this hurts, but be careful who you let influence your choices. Be careful who you let influence your choices. Throw that passage of scripture up, Josh. Read it with me, church. 
Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. How many of you have spent a little time there in your life? You know, who's influencing? Who are you going to allow to help you make the choices in your life? Because sometimes we get ourselves in trouble because there are people that we want to impress or people that we want to be admired by or liked by. You fill in the blank. But there are people that we allow them to influence our choices and the choices are not the choices God wants us to make. Really, I just saw this. This is just a really, really sad story, but I think we need to hear it. I'll throw that picture up on the screen for me, would you? This young man, handsome young man, is, is a guy by the name of Sam Ballard. Uh, Sam's from Australia. And um, back in 2014, I believe it was, uh, he, um, 19 years old, and he was with a group of his uh, friends. And they were drinking. And as sometimes guys do uh, when they start drinking, uh, they start losing their common sense and they start daring each other to do stupid things. Well, as they're standing there drinking together, a slug goes crawling by on the sidewalk. So they start daring each other to eat that slug. And so Sam thought, I'm going to be the cool guy and do that. And so his friends are cheering him on. And so Sam bends down, picks up the slug and eats it. Now, a little bit of biology here. One, slugs are not really good for you. Secondly, think, think this thought with me for a second. When you eat something like that, you're not only eating that thing, you're eating whatever that thing has eaten. And that particular slug had eaten rot droppings. A couple of days after he ate that slug, he started having pain and weakness in his legs and started experiencing dizziness and his mom ended up taking him to the hospital and they were trying to figure out, you know, have, have, you, know, have you done anything? Is there something new? They, they started running all kinds of tests. They thought it might be spinal meningitis. They were, I mean, they were, they were looking at everything. Finally, he told his mom about the slug and the doctor's eyes got about this big and they started running tests and found out that he had rat lung, uh, some kind of rat lung disease that now has taken over his body. This, this guy's a rugby player. He's, he's a strong, strapping young man, but he went into a coma. And he was in a coma for almost a year. He came out of the coma, throw that picture up on the screen. And he lived for eight more years before he finally died. Throw that next picture up. This is a picture of Sam with his friends. The guy on the left at the bottom kneeling beside him is a guy named Jimmy. As Jimmy in the interview in the article said, I look back on that night and I so wish I would have talked him out of what he did. You see, all these friends, they love him. They weren't trying to hurt him, but they were encouraging him to make a stupid decision that eventually took his life. Now, look at me. I, I just want you to hear my heart. 
you need to be real careful who you let speak into your life. Because all it takes is one bad decision swayed by some friends who think something is funny to make your life go on a completely different trajectory. I want to challenge you in this new year to be prayerful and thoughtful about who you're going to let speak into you. You have plans for this year. You have things you want to do. Throw that verse up on the screen from Proverbs 28, verse 18. Read it with me, church. It says, plans seed through good counsel. Circle the words, good counsel. If you're going to have some people speak into your life, make sure they're people with sense and people with the spirit of the Lord. Let me give you one more. If you're going to choose in a new way in this new year, let Jesus Christ be more than the Savior of your soul. Let him be the guide of your life. I'm going to repeat that. If you're going to make this year different, let Jesus be more than the Savior of your soul. Let him be the guide of your life. You see, all of us want to get to heaven, and so we want to receive Jesus Christ and get saved, and we want to know that somehow we're going to make it you know, into the pearly gates and all that kind of stuff. But look at me. you got to hear this. Jesus doesn't want to be just your Savior. He wants to be the Lord of your life and your best friend. And when that role comes, that's not just about kneeling at an altar or praying with the pastor somewhere and saying, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sins? It's that, Lord Jesus, would you take over my life? Would you let your plans become my plan? And would you, can I follow the path that you have laid before me? Does this make sense to you? He said, we need him as a guide. We need him as a guide, not just a savior. And I want to say this because, first of all, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, again, I can't think of any better way to start the new year than to open your heart and let him be the Savior of your life. But he wants to do more than take care of your past. He wants to guide you to a beautiful future. I know the plans I have for you, God says to us. Plans for good, not for evil. But why in the world would you want to invite Jesus into your heart and keep him out of your head? Amen? I love what the Proverbs writer says in Proverbs 3. Read it with me, church. It says, trust the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. I have a friend named Grant. Grant made a post uh, the other day on the December 28th of this week, made a post on Facebook that I, I just thought was an amazing testimony and so apropos for today and I messaged Grant and asked him if I could share it. So, Grant, if you're watching, I'm, I am going to share that, buddy. Grant said, on 12-28-1989, I went to court to be sentenced for my third drunk driving incident. 
Walking into circuit court with my dad that day, I was facing two to five years in a federal penitentiary. The judge may have been feeling lenient that day because he dropped my third offense to a second offense to keep me from having a felony on my record. That morning, I was sentenced to six months in the county jail with six months suspended along with two years probation, revoked driving privileges, and close to $10,000 in fines. After sentencing, the bailiff walked me out of the courtroom handcuffed across the hall to the elevator to be taken downstairs to be processed in the jail. I will never forget the look on my dad's face as that elevator door closed. I could see and feel his disappointment and despair. He was sad, and I have never felt more remorseful. I remember watching the ball drop ringing in 1990 on a black and white TV about the size of a shoebox. I was sitting in a 12-man cell that had one toilet and I had a thin mattress and a very thin pillow on a very hard metal bunk. I had one pair of socks, one pair of underwear, and some orange coveralls. That was rock bottom for me. I remember thinking, this is no way to be bringing in a new decade. Those six months in jail were the most humbling and soul-searching days of my life. I'm a much better man since that happened to me. It It really was a blessing in disguise. It helped me get to a solid start on my sobriety with no influences around and only time, lots of time, to think. I'm very grateful now for the days that happened to me as they did, and I'm looking back and I can clearly see God's hand in my life the entire time and in my 33 years of recovery. I've never aired this on social media, and I don't post it to receive praise, and I'm not ashamed. It's all part of my story and a much bigger picture. Just thought someone might need to read it. And then at the bottom, he posted 12,088 days of sobriety. And then he posted a scripture, 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Now just hear my heart. Grant believed in God, but he wasn't following the Lord with all of his heart. That experience brought Grant to a place where Jesus became more than just a savior. He became a guide. You see, all of us who have dealt with addiction know this. We are saved by the grace of God, and we are sober only by the power of God. Grant, if you're watching, I love you, man. And I am so proud of you and the journey that you're on. Thank you for sharing your story with us today. 
because we want to follow Jesus like you. Can you give Grant a round of applause for me? I don't know how you want to start this new year. I know how I want to start it. I want to fix my eyes upon Jesus again. So this morning, that's what we're going to do. I want to invite you to go ahead and take your communion cup out. and Take the little piece of bread out of the bottom. You can peel back the top so you got the juice ready. They've asked Rachel just to lead us in that little chorus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And this morning, if you've never committed your life to Christ, hey, baby, this paid your debt right here. This body that was given for you, this blood that was spilt for you, Jesus died so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And if you've never received him as the savior of your life, I, I invite you right now to confess your heart before him. Invite him to not only forgive your past, but to live within you. And the Bible says, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. January 1st, 2023 can be the first day of the rest of your life. For the rest of us who have taken that step, I just want to ask you one question and just take a moment to reflect. Is he not only your savior, is he your guide? Do you allow Jesus to be the filter that you use to make all of the choices that you make? He, he wants to not just forgive your past. He wants to walk with you and guide you to a glorious future. And this morning, there may be some of us that need to surrender to that and say, Lord, I, I know you've forgiven me, but I've not been allowing you to guide me. And today, would you be that light on my path? Would you fill my mind and fill my heart and let me follow you every step of the way? Oh, Lord God, we hold in our hands the evidence of your great love for us. You offered yourself on our behalf. These elements, Lord, this little wafer that represents your body, this little cup of juice that represents your blood, paid a debt that we could never pay, erased a past that we could never get beyond. But Lord, we, we know today that it, living with you is not just about yesterday. It's about today and it's about tomorrow. And so Father, now would you help us to put that past behind us. Would you help us to look forward into 2023? And, and God, would you help us to do more than just invite your forgiveness and grace into our life? Would you pour out your spirit upon us and give us power? Lord, we wanna live the victorious life that you have promised us. And we can't live victoriously without making better choices in our lives. So Father, today, be our savior, be our guide, be our very best friend. Let your Holy Spirit take us by the hand and walk with us this year to let us have a year like never before. Our Father, help us to love you with the same passion with which you have loved us. In your precious name, we pray today and we give you thanks. And all God's people said, amen.